0: 0818
1: 715 815. Very Welcome to Not Black Friday, Not Toy Show Friday, but Funny Friday! Yay! Here in the Hudson Bay Hotel, and that Doc Savage is here. Doc.
2: How are you, Joe? There's a fellow in the hospital one day, the doctor said to him, You've six months to live. <gasps> and see, what does that mean? You've five months to pay? <laughs> I read in the paper during the week, you know, Cher, you know Cher the singer. Yeah, come you know, of your collection every Sunday for her, you know. Yeah. And uh, she's actually seventy-five and she's a young boyfriend now of thirty-five. And I'm thinking to myself, the spice girls, girls are getting back together, Posh Spice is not going back. They should get Cher in and she'd be old spice.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Fellow said to his friend one day, he said, I think my wife has broad flu. See, how do you mean? He said, She's watching me like a hawk. <laughs> you know the way we're all talking about going green and all that? A friend of yeah. mine bought a car, right? And it runs on fuel, old oil over chip shop, a chipper, chipper oh oil, God. right? Yeah, yeah. It's pretty good, but you have to stop every 20 miles for a salt and vinegar. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it's a, it's yeah. a, it's a battered it, is car. Battered old, yeah. But,
2: <laughs> but I have to tell you this story, right? There was a, a couple of lads in a GA club. They used to go away yeah. to uh, football matches, away playing yeah, golf, yeah. away on the holidays together on different outings together. And the wife said we're very jealous, we're going to go up to Spain on a week on our own, without the lads. And while the girls were in Spain, they went on a bus tour, and the bus crashed, everybody say, ah. Oh. Uh-huh. They were all killed, everybody say, ah. Oh. Uh-huh. I'm only joking, right? But anyway, they're, they're all killed, right? So every year, on the anniversary, all the lads would get together to commemorate the day the crash. And one particular fella, every year, was crying his eyes out. And the lads said, what are you crying for? It's ten years since the crash. Why are you still crying? He said my wife wasn't on the bus. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, will we still be on the air Monday? Now, Uchturon. Yes. welcome to Funny Friday. Where, Yes. Kinda, I know you're on your way back to Galway for a well-earned rest. Yes. And yes. uh, we're coming to the end of uh, another year. Oh, Today, yes. we're exactly one month away from yes. Christmas Day and one month and we wa- a week away from yes. New Year's Day. I just didn't say anything It's a year about, that's, yeah. say the least, of it, challenging yes. for most Irish people to price of electricity, fuel, petrol, diesel, foodstuffs, Hurry up, politicians, <laughs> to mention a few. As, 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 as president, what has been the greatest single challenge that you believe has faced the Irish people as we continue on into 2023 in six weeks' time? Uh, well, th- th- th-
4: that's right. Well, for me, in 2022, the greatest single challenge was the scandal over the Irish dancing controversy. Oh, no. And that was exposed. And I have a particular interest, Joe, oh, in it. Irish dancing because I was a great Irish dancer myself. Far ahead of that old Michael Flatfoot or whatever you call him. Feet of flames and all that nonsense. In all my time, Joe, I never won a FESH competition and I took part in FESHs all over the country. My father used to bring me on the bar of the bike and uh, on one occasion, the nearest I came to a podium finish, uh, Joe was fourth and I was so
1: proud. Uh-huh. And, and how many were in the competition, Ultron? Four.
4: But no. well, <laughs> it, it wasn't too bad, Joe. Uh, at least I wasn't last.
1: <laughs> and where, where I, I know. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, sorry yeah, you yeah, t- to page write
4: two, Joe. You know, uh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> one, two, three.
1: Uh. One, I two, three, into, four. I, I'm not used to going now. I had' to go, but I went into an Italian restaurant and I'm not really used to Italian and everyone was sophisticated and ordering. You know, Pat Kenny was there and John Creed and all the stars, Miriam. They're all ordering. Oh, excuse me, the laddie bat, and, p- 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 oh, and they P.O. <laughs> and I was looking at it I said, here, I'll have the Pagioni. And the waiter looks at me, the Pagione. I said, the Pagioni. He says, well, where is that? I said, There. He said, that's page one. (laughs) Now we're on page two. Whenever you're ready now. You're obviously very dedicated to the Irish dancing. You must have fond memories of the experience of taking part in these competitions. You have no idea, Joe.
4: My father, just to paint a picture, would bring me on the bar of the bike to all these competitions. And this night we were coming home from a fish show. And it was dark and he was cycling beside a lake. And there were two houses near the lake on one side of the lake lived the Smith family, and and on the other side of the lake lived the Ball family. And whatever move my father made on the bicycle, (gasps) he wobbled, and I ended up in the lake. (sighs) I could have been drowned, but luckily, Joe, I was pulled out by the Smiths. And, and did uh, you ever, my father was speechless and the bike was spoke. I said, that's gone over their heads. Go did you
1: ever challenge the judges regarding your placement? Because this is what the scandal was about oh, yes. oh, in I these did. competitions. Oh, I did.
4: For all the good it done me, Joe. I told one of them one time that dancing was in my blood. And she looked at me, well, she says, you must have very bad circulation because the blood doesn't seem to have reached
1: your feet yet. <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> I don't... Um, we're now the serious bit. Since we spoke last, Ron, yes. Queen Elizabeth has passed away, or passed on sudden in the end. And as, as Head of State, you represented Ireland at the funeral. <laughs> oh, I, I did ever sit there as the Lord,
4: I hadn't represent Ireland. And, uh, I took the boat over to Holyhead because it was the cheapest ticket. <laughs> And I walked, I joined the queue at Hollyhead, and I walked to London. And, uh, Joe, I was there
1: in time for the wake. And were there many, many world leaders in attendance? Oh,
4: Joe, you have no idea. The who's who of world politics was there. The Healy Rays were there. Matty McGrath, Michael Ring. Well, Michael Ring was... He was awful lonely after the Queen. He cried and cried. He cried enough, especially when the TV cameras were on him. <laughs> I felt so sorry for him. And I, you know, Joe, I went over to comfort him. Ah, and you know what he told point. me, Joe? No. He said that himself and the Queen rela- were related. Is well, I said, I used uh, Himself and the Queen. To Michael Ring, the uh, Michael the Minister, Ring, yes.
1: Paul Topper. Yeah, right, he mayo. said,
4: "What you won't believe this. He said his mother and the Queen's mother were two mothers. You know? <laughs> and, well, I says, I never knew. That I'd say you didn't know it either, Joe. And he also said that he could run because of that for Parliament. And if he won a seat in Westminster, that he'd have no problem swearing allegations to King Charles and the the British Monastery. You know, he's very bad with his English, but sure you have to let him go.
1: And you will note, and it has been Queen Elizabeth was the longest. Serving reigning monarch in British history. Oh, she was. Imagine, Joe. Yes. Imagine she saw
4: 15, 15. different prime ministers, yeah. seven popes, seven. 14 US president. Oh. And you know, Joe, I think it was this the killing. She never saw Mayor winning in all Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say it, I'd say it affected her.
1: You're not I supposed presume, to clap. I presume. It's I presume, after on, you met. You met Queen, uh, King Charles and Queen Consort Camilla at the, at the funeral. Oh, I did, Joe, I did. Oh, com- the consort Camilla going round with the crown on her head,
4: you know. Cock off the walk and going round at the wake with a bottle of jemison, Jo, and she was minding it like a cracked egg. She gave me a thimbleful in the bottom of the glass and asked me did I want water in it. Well, I says, you left plenty of room for it anyways. <laughs> well, she had a face in her like a dog chewing a wasp. And, of course, Sabina was mortified. She had a face and it was as red as a sacred heart
1: lamp. But I know, I, I don't know if it's me, you're on day in, day out on Live Line and but I think 22 has flown by. Oh, Is, is it our normal lives uh, back uh, after uh, COVID? It uh,
4: is, you're right, Joe. You. I don't know where the year went. And imagine only two more British Prime Ministers until Christmas. Uh, Can you believe it? <laughs>
1: That's... Speaking of British, this is like the World Cup. If you applaud, I can't add nine extra minutes at the end because Ray Darcy has to be on at three o'clock. Don't applaud, it only encourages them. Okay, you can applaud for that. Is there any chance you'd shut up? (laughs) Okay. Um, Speaking of British Prime Minister, what is your opinion of the current. uh, PM Rishi Shinnak. I I, I don't know, Joe, between ourselves now, and I don't want this to be broadcast, I
4: don't (laughs) know what to make of him. It's hard to gauge his background. Is he he, uh, from Delhi or London, Delhi? I don't know. It's very (laughs) hard to know, Joe.
1: But I'm sure, well, it's a big news this week, the banning of 50 politicians and senior civil servants by Putin um, including Michal Martin, Leo Varadkar, is that of concern to you? Oh, of course
4: it is of concern to me. And my understanding is that this Russian leader, whatever you call him, is getting out of politics, Joe, and into filmmaking. And my sources tell me that this is what it, I can never think of, it, Mr. Pukin, he'd make you sick, <laughs> has directed the remake of a film from Russia with Love, starring Mihal Martin and Leo Varadkar. And that did Mr. Puke, he has been nominated for an Oscar in the category Best Director. And I think it's very fitting that that man should be nominated uh, for Best Director, because any man now that can fire a missile at a city and miss the country is definitely in line for Best Director. i say he wouldn't hit
1: a cow's ass with a shovel. The he goes, Michael Lee. Who's, who's, what have we got, what's your name? Show me your your details. Carol Waterford. Jared, what's, is, is there, just, you give me a clue who you are. Or?
5: Oh, uh, this is a surprise from my husband, chair. Oh,
1: yes, it was. It's a surprise that he's here. <laughs> you didn't... You came with someone else. <laughs> so did he. <laughs> and, and I tell you, he's a lovely fella. <laughs> <laughs> Will you just take the prize here? Thanks very much. Dinner for two and a bottle of wine between at the Galway Bay Hotel. And it's a gore. look at the view, the Galway oh, Bay oh, Hotel. Now what, there is a story, isn't there, somewhere? This Carol. What is the story?
0: Yeah, it was, it's Carol's birthday tomorrow. And she's a good fan of yours, so right. I, I uh, booked her in. She's
1: gorgeous taste <laughs> in in radio presenters, anyway.
0: <laughs> so she didn't know when we booked in here for the weekend. She didn't know that you were here. So. Yeah.
1: Uh, oh, did she not? Oh. Ah, so she doesn't l- listen to live like. <laughs> where, is, where is where is William the Winehead? William the Winehead. Good
6: afternoon, Joseph, and good afternoon, everyone. Now, this time of year, a lot of us like a nice bottle of wine around Christmas. And so I would like to highlight some new wines on the market this year. Celebrities have been putting their names to wines, as you know, recently. Graeme Norton, for example. But we have some new ones this year uh, that you should have a look at. Uh, Joe Duffy, more famous for his live line than a grapevine, has put his name to a splendid wine called Clontarf Bay. The grapes are grown in Joe's back garden, in Clontarf, and the wine itself has a rather unique flavour, thanks to the influence of the effluent plant at the Ring's End uh, uh, depot wafting across the bay. Now, having said that, do not poo-poo this wine, as a wee drop will do you no harm. Now, Joe's wine will go with most foods, but Joe himself recommends a glass with a bag of tato and a small curly-whirly from a selection box. Clontarf Bay is only available online. No doubt we will hear more about this wine through the grapevine on the live line at some time. Now, the DUP, and more specifically Geoffrey Donaldson, have brought out a rather interesting wine this year called Chateau de Brexit. <laughs> now, it's made almost entirely of sour grapes. The, the wine is not particularly pleasant on the palate, and after, the aftertaste tends to linger longer than it should. The wine bottle itself is made bigger than standard bottles, which means it simply will refuse to join the wines in your assembly of wines in the wine rack. <laughs> there is a hint of orange within the bouquet that gets up your nose. Chateau de Brexit is only available in the north, but could be smuggled south if one is desperate. <laughs> now, Conor McGregor had mixed results with his whiskey some time ago, but that hasn't stopped him putting his name to a wine called Headlock. When offered a glass of this stuff, you won't be able to get out of it. Now, describing the wine himself, McGregor says it has the bouquet similar, similar to that of a wrestler's jockstrap. Yes. Now, a few glasses will have you on your back begging for submission. McGregor crushes the grapes himself in a basin with his bare feet, and like his opponents in the fighting cage, when beaten to a pulp, they give a little wine. <laughs> McGregor's wine headlock is flying off the shelves quicker than he flies down the Nace Road. Now, some Irish politicians have recently brought out their own wines, with Eamon Rhine putting his name to a charming little wine called Dandelion the Rhine. Not so much from the Lower Valley as Liffey Valley. The dandelions are harvested from the banks of the Liffey and blended with nettles, also sourced locally. The wine was served recently at the COP27 Climate Change Summit and it went down very well and came back up even better. (laughs) It wasn't to everyone's taste, said Eamon, when woken up for a comment. In the words of Kermit the Frog, it's not easy being green. (laughs) Dandelion the Rhine is available in all good garden centres between now and Christmas. So there you are. Those are my recommendations. But whatever you do, drink sensibly and never drink and drive. You'll only spill it. Bottoms up.
1: (laughs) Well done, William the Winehead. Helen McEntee. Helena McEntee is beside me. Uh, she works in the booth there in Clanny and the M3. I see that's taken its toll.
5: It has very much, Joe, very much.
1: What should you not do at the toll booths as a driver?
5: Beep the horn. Why? It, it is every girl's or toll operator's um, pet hate. Because you could be dealing with... A problem, which it could be, you'd have elderly people and they'd have their um, wheelchair, and you'd be very. And I, I love the elderly people and I give them my time. And then if you come up to me after beeping your horn, you get such a stare. (laughs) And I should not say what I say. Was that you beeping your horn? They'll say, yeah.
1: And you know, Elaine, you know what happened to me at the the, the toll. You know what the barrier goes up. We get samples into work all the time and someone sent in a sample of Viagra oh. and, and I, I put it in my pocket, you know, and I was going, I got home by the East Link, it takes me about four days and I was throwing me coins into the basket and, and didn't I throw into Viagra, by be accident and I came down the next morning, driving down, the, the barrier was still up. <laughs> Helena. And you know where do people tell tell you their problems?
5: Get, they do, and I had one lovely young girl says to me, and I guess what she said, I'm after getting news. I'm expecting triplets. Oh, <laughs> I I couldn't believe it because I knew she had one, and she came back a few months later, and I was saying, how did you get on? So she had she had them early, and uh, she had two boys and a girl. They do, they, uh, they tell you everything.
1: Same as myself, yeah, um, yeah. I've I've decided uh, we're not having any kids so if anyone wants to take three 27 year olds off me i'll give i'll give you my address. Oh, so there they are now they are, they're here with us where would we be on funny friday Toy show friday black friday but without the healy rays just when you thought the donald trump political soap opera couldn't get any more bizarre the ex-president's back on twitter you probably saw 4 a.m this morning he tweeted truth that social, he had approached
7: truth, truth, truth social I, i'm not on twitter <laughs> just want to make that clear. It's Truth Social. Okay. I'm missing Al Faran already. I don't know about you, but anyway. <laughs>
1: <laughs> boom, boom. At 4 a.m. this morning, our President, you, you approached Annie Healy Ray to be your running mate in 2024. So, 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 so uh, President, can I ask you why, just Danny Healy Ray?
7: Just before I answer that, can I say Joe, thank you, yeah. thank you for having me on your wonderful show. <laughs> Uh, I also want to thank the management and staff of this great hotel. It's a great hotel, perfect hotel. In fact, it makes Mar-a-Lago look like a kip. <laughs> so I think I might buy it. Okay, there's the managing director there. You're fired. Okay, Joe. I, I sorry. Can I just go back to your? Why? question? Yeah, the question yeah. was. Yeah. Well, I call him. I actually call him Danny Sh- Healy Sugare because he's a fighter, Joe. He's a great fighter. Is he a, a tremendous fighter? And I need someone. I need someone, Joe, with real sophistication like Danny. Uh, someone with... A, that was my best gag in the whole, in the whole script. <laughs> uh, someone with a real sense of style. I could have picked Danny Joe. Yeah. You. John Delaney. No, there's a spoofer. There's a great spoofer. <laughs> Conor McGregor.
1: And Conor McGregor, that, that would have been an interesting choice. Why, why didn't you pick Conor?
7: Because Danny's a better fighter, Joe. Ah. Danny's a much better fighter than McGregor and Danny. Danny's a great political strategist, so Danny, tremendous Danny, political... I, 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 I always t- repeat it, Joe, at the end. I, 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 the last, the last okay. two words, she just hold off, back off, yeah. OK? <laughs> uh, Danny is a great... you want to give me the question again? Uh, just my other thing. I really miss Al Foran, that's yeah. what I'm saying here. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, Danny, Danny, can you tell me, <laughs> what's the first thing you'll be advising, Mr. The Trump? The first thing I'll be advising him to do is to get a cap
8: carrying around that blondie badger on the top of your head. <laughs> Jesus. Donald, if I had a head like yours, do you know, you, look, you'll have to get a cap. But sure, Denny. No, no, Danny. hang on. Judge, yes. sure,
7: no. Denny. <laughs> <laughs> i get a cap, Denny. i get a great cap.
8: No, Donald, you're going to find it hard to get a cap big enough for that head of yours. But look, I'm going to a funeral in Dingle in the morning. And I'll call in to Mike Denny Moriarty's Drapery. They have a great selection of caps. And he specialises in swelled
1: heads. <laughs> <laughs> but, can, but can I ask you, Mr. President, what, what qualities
7: will Danny bring to the Vice Presidency? Restraint. Serenity. <laughs> a great sense of responsibility. Danny, uh, Danny Healy-Sugaray knows what a responsible job this is. Me and Danny, leaders of the free world. Can you believe it? <laughs> Danny Healy Ray is a heartbeat away from being the leader of the free world. Yeah. I mean, that's going to make people sleep much easier in their beds, Joe. <laughs> me and Danny, the only two guys who got the nuclear codes.
1: <laughs> and Danny, can I, have you worked out a strategy to get uh,
7: Jesus. President Trump back sure, Will, into the will White you House? give
1: me a chance? Should he
7: only rang me
8: on Tuesday. I and rang I, you on I Monday. I had nine funerals to go to in the last couple of days. I had, to, I had to bring a gaggle of old ones to Belfast on the cataract bus. I had a whole heap of medical cards to sort out. I had to stock up the bar and the grocery for the Christmas. And then, on top of it all, Joe, I had to put a new back axle on a JCB
7: jizz joint flat out. Gee, Danny, I, I didn't know you were that busy, Danny. N- Danny, no, maybe, maybe I should think a bit more about this, right?
8: Not at all, Donald. Don't you worry your head now. Look, I have bags of
7: time. You sure, Danny? I'm up
8: for this, I'm telling you now. So, as Michael said to me the other night, and we're out collecting his rents. First, we take the kingdom, he said, and then, <laughs> then we, we take, take the, the state, You said
7: that to me. That's a great line, Danny. But Danny, that's a great we'll line. we'll
8: have to think out a plan I know now that we're only up against Joe Biden. God rest him, God Danny. God rest his <laughs> right. The first thing we'll have to do is get a copy of R.I.P. USA. Yeah. Then we'll divide up the country. Uh-huh. You take the North sure and will, I Denny. take the South. You go to all the funerals up in the north. That's a great plan, and plan Danny. To the great plan.
7: That's a tremendous plan, Danny. It is. Sure, Danny, you're the expert. If going to all these funerals is what it is, what it takes to make America great again, I'll do it. No problem, Danny. I'm glad. No problem. Good man. And can I just say, Danny? <laughs> we need to sort out some accommodation for you in uh, in New York, at Trump Tower. We've got a great penthouse, Danny. I got no, It'll only no, cost no. you roughly uh, no, per no, month, Danny. No,
8: uh, no, 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 Trump Tower. I'll have to work from home. Sure, we still have the bar and the shop and the plant hire and the post office. They're all still going. Danny,
7: you're going to be lead- the leader of the free world. Look, you know? I Can go, you get someone else to look after the post office, please?
8: I'll go up to Matty Brosnan in the post office and I'll get him to set up a secure telephone line between the snug outside and the Oval Office. Huh? And if there's a major emergency in between that, then you can Zoom me, but not during removal.
7: What's your removal, Danny? <coughs> okay, Danny, it sounds like a great plan. Oh, Danny, what? we got a deal.
8: Right. Well, look, great one, plan. One, just one last thing, on, you know. Don't be sending over any of them Secret Service guys, will you? For God's sake. I can look after myself I don't want them around uncle Garvano talking up their sleeves and scaring the shite out of the pensioners coming out of the post office.
1: Danny, we got a deal.
8: Good man yourself. Pacquiao Calhad and Frank to
1: me. And <laughs> uh, just a reminder, Al Foren will be back with us on <laughs> Christmas Eve. <laughs> oh, Packy, you're brilliant. When you're doing Charlie McCreevy. Um, the, the, oh Joan, how are you, Joan? I'm oh, fine, Hi, thank you. you. And I just see on your note here, Joan came from Dublin, came to the Hudson I'm Bay the, Hotel looking, looking for a man. Looking for a what? A man. Yeah, how are you getting on? And I
4: chatted up. I'm a man. A I chatted up a priest oh, yeah, and well, I didn't realise it. Yeah. He
1: didn't have the collar on. No, they don't anymore. Well, he said he was celibate, so I went for him. Celibate of this, celibate of that. And you, well, what, what was wrong with... You didn't see a future in it, no? Well, you had the wrong colour, so... The wrong colour, okay, John. And along you... Long the his, vow of celibacy. Did you do that? Did they what? <laughs> the vow of celibacy. Uh, the, uh, the vow, yeah, I did, yeah. A luxurious overnight stay in any of the Hudson Bay hotels, the group of hotels. They are. Hang on, John, before you grab the envelope. <laughs> You're definitely going to get a fella this weekend. If your grab is as quick as that. It hasn't worked. It's three. Give yourself, um, Yeah, three nights. Three nights. nights, three nights. you, you like? Elizabeth Taylor got married seventeen times, didn't she? Well, I got rid of one, and it's a long time. <laughs> Do you know. What's well, a long saying? time you spent I, in Mountjoy when you I, got rid of it. I them. need experience now. <laughs> to pick up well, one. well, I have But well, see, if you're not successful in the Hudson Bay, you I can either. You a yeah, me. A ring, give me ring. Eighteen fifty-seven one five eight one five. That's me old. That's me old. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that, well, that, that happened to me here last night. No, I charged. No, I was, I was... <laughs> <laughs> I, was my, I was in my room here last night. No, and, I, and John, I, I, I dialed, I thought I was dialing reception. And I got a wrong number and he said, it was real sexy, I said, hi. I said, is that reception that showed up for you? He said, no, no, this is room 407. And she said, I saw you in reception. I was quite taken. I thought from the radio you were quite ugly. John. Dang on, John. I've done the story. 105. 105, okay.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and she said, I was quite taken by you when I saw you at reception in your waistcoat and your short trousers. And uh, she said, why don't you come round to room 402? There's no one here. I said, I might as well. I went around to room 402. You know what, Joan? There was no one there. (laughs) You can go to the Hudson Bay Hotel, the Galway Hotel, the Sheraton Athlone, or the new one in Dublin, the Hyatt-centric, just in the liberties in Dublin. Do you want to think about Uh, it? Do you want to think about it? The The Hudson are paying me for this. I'm on commission.
4: It's a lovely hotel. So
1: anybody that's listening, I would give it. High marks okay. And
0: you'll give it even higher If you can get a man Before 2 o'clock This afternoon We're back after this break Talk to Joe On 0818 715 815 Talk to Joe On 0818 715 815
1: And um, we're in the Hudson Bay Hotel Here in Athlone Wonderful location Wonderful setting And who better uh-huh. To get us into the mood Than Elvis
0: Elvis
3: Hiya baby I love you baby are you lonesome tonight, sweetheart? Keep that puss on you, you certainly will be. <laughs> I love you, baby. Well, here we go, baby. In a block of flats. Yeah, yeah. In a Dublin suburb, cold and wet, there lived this little snotty get. In Rialto. In Rialto. And his mama cried
9: Get in here and eat your dinner or I'm borscht ya
3: Cause there's one thing that she hates more Than a little toe rag with a big cold sore In Rialto
6: In Rialto
3: He's only five to little get With a mobile phone and the internet And he'll grow to be a chancer after all His mom knows that he'll go far Already he's hardwired a car She sighs and asks him for a lift Down to the bingo hall Yeah, yeah, yeah (laughs) And the world turns Yeah, yeah And the charming, innocent little gat Has already skinned the neighbor's cat In Rialto In Rialto And his mama cried
9: You're not bringing that horse into this bleeding flat
3: Cause he knows how to do a deal Cause he brought a horse back from Smithfield (laughs) To Rialto To Rialto Then they go on vacation The young get shames his ma his reputation he has laid two red coats and a chalet maid and his mama cried I'll never be able to show me face in Butlins again (laughs) and what really makes her heart so sore is that she's given birth to 15 more in Rialto in my alto. in Royal in my alto. I love you, baby. I love you, baby.
1: Jewan Rogers and Jewan Rogers is in uh, Taylor's uh, Three Rock, and she's there uh, just after Christmas, from 27 to the 31st of uh, December and you get all the information on event June Rogers, Event pride. Just go on Event pride and put in June Rogers. Hello. Okay, too much applause, too much applause. Stop, stop, stop. I was just
2: uh, there was a woman one time, she was in court, she wanted to divorce her husband. And uh-huh. the judge said, On what grounds do you want to divorce your husband for? And she said he's very careless about his appearance. And said, that's not grounds for divorce. He said he hasn't appeared in two years. But I need to put one day said to the barman would you charge me anything for just one drop of whiskey? I said, no. I said, will you drip us a glass bowl there, will you? <laughs> <laughs> now, Joe, you know the way we're buying books for Christmas, okay?
1: Yeah, of course. I'm yeah. in
2: decent's, and I wanted to get a book. Now, this is, you you yeah. read a lot. I said, I wanted to get a book on conspiracies, <laughs> and I couldn't find one anywhere, Isn't that's strange. <laughs> 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 then, then I bought a book on French, French you know that? You know? Yeah, yeah. And pure, I brought it yeah. home. I didn't know where to pull it. <laughs> <laughs> Only bit of fun. What?
1: I went into to I said to the fellow at the desk, I said, have you got that book about people who kill when they're rejected? I said, are you sure you have it?
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Seamus O'Rourke.
10: Dear Santi, you couldn't be coming at a better time. I'm as miserable as a half-priced turkey in a cavern mart. Please bring me something that's hard worked, and I don't mean a shovel. Something electronic so that I can spend the day in the corner not talking to anyone, and to be able to curse and swear to myself like I do every other day. Leaving a note saying I'm 55 like you did last year might give some people in the house an early morning chuckle, but I'd rather you did something better with your time. There's enough boys going about trying to be funny and Christmas is no time for crack. Have you not noticed what's going on in the world? We're in a state of painful transition and there's nothing on the television. It's a disgrace. You'll be glad to hear that you have a few extra hours for travel this year. So we'll all be heading to bed at 8 o'clock. And there's a lot of the over 50s have stopped believing. But not me, Santi. I believe in you. And I believe in the lotto. And I think that this could be Leithram's year in the football. I don't want any vouchers. You can stick all your one-for-all and one-for-all vouchers up the chimney. I don't want a six-month gym pass or welcome to slimmer's world or horse riding for beginners. I want peace and not world peace. Peace and quiet for me. I have a house full of mortgage-less children in their 30s and grandchildren coming out of every bathroom and fridge in the house. I've pulled more hamstrings from having to step over children's toys, and now I'm being told we're having nut loaf for Christmas dinner. <laughs> I saved the planet by eating one nut loaf, and they want me to make me nice gravy to go with it. Making nice gravy for a nut loaf is like, an, like putting a low cut dress on a donkey. Why can't these children live in their cars? There's more cars about our house. If I charged for parking, I'd be a millionaire. These young ones are going to have to start trying harder. And you, Santi, my dear friend, you'd want to start thinking outside the box. You you brought these kids of mine more shite when they were growing up. And now they have no place to put it. And Granny above on her own in a four-bedroom bungalow talking to herself. And her mother is hundred and three in a home for the permanently alive. You need, to, you need help, Santi, if this constant living is going to continue. The entertainment business is stretched to the limit with ones being asked to sing outside nursing homes. Old people are now that well-fed and protected you could make attic insulation out of the whores. Get your thinking cap on. Never mind the children, they're too well-adjusted and not old enough to drive a lorry. It's old ones like me that need you. And not flowers or sweets or socks. Bring us more things to give out about. And not just bad weather or short days. This year, could you bring us an even worse government or higher fuel costs or a bastard of a pine marten that we could spend the rest of the year trying to catch? <laughs> Santi. Christmas has become only Midland. And you seem happy enough to dip in and out of our lives when it suits you. Well, I have news for you. A bit of light relief once a year is simply not enough. Sort yourself out. (laughs) Uh
1: (laughs) Seamus O'Rourke. And by the way, (laughs) Seamus... True story. Seamus O'Rourke is now... The leader ambassador for, what what do you call for older people or something, is it? For people over 55? Yeah. Well done. Seriously. I thought this has a round of applause. It's a very big job. (laughs) Where's Bat? Bat? Come up to me, Bat. Come up, make your way up here. Because we have here Megan Kelly. And bring your, now go back and get your, what's that thing you have? A chainsaw. A bugle. It's bugle. Okay. Megan, you are you? Megan Kelly, not alone. You're 24 since uh, October 22nd, only a few weeks ago, and you're here with Granny Rose. Kelly, what are you doing, Megan? What do you work at the moment?
5: Um, I'm
1: doing SNA. 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 Oh, that's brilliant. It's a special needs assistant. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just no need to applaud every job. When, when you hear the job she wants to go for, what do you want? What job are you hoping to go for?
8: Um, well, I'm hoping the end goal is to be a guard.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, that, that, that'd, that'd be good, yeah. And it was your birthday. Is, is Bat there? Bat? I'm here. Oh, here? Yeah, there you are, Bat. OK. <laughs> happy birthday. Yeah, what do you think I want you to play? Of <laughs> course <laughs> it's happy birthday. I'll get what my if notes. I'll get your yeah, notes, OK. Rose, how are you? Your Granny know, Rose right. Kelly. Yeah, and right, Megan right. Kelly's a very famous name, isn't it? Megan of the States, you know that's a famous. You ready, Bat? Batty. Batty, yeah, Batty. Batty by name. <laughs> done, then. There's two tickets, uh, that they're primarily for you, uh, Megan, if you don't mind me saying, so two tickets to Luke Com- Combs, Combs, um, in, you know you're the man with the hair, Luke Combs, at the Three Arena on Friday. Now, it's, th- it's next year, so you'll be, you'll probably be in Store Street Garda station, yeah. <laughs> and you'll probably be policing the Three Arena, but well done, Megan, and our Granny Rose. Bat, will you be on standby for the rest of the programme? No. no. Okay. Where where did you buy the trumpet? little Okay. The middle aisle. Yeah, with, the oh, with a chainsaw. And
0: a swimming pool. And
1: a swimming pool. Okay. <laughs> I'd love to hear the chainsaw. Better sound than that, I say.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you can you can fuck f- <laughs> f- f- <laughs> <off> yourself. <laughs> Where's Conceptor? Conceptor Riley. Hey, are you, Joe? Oh, it's great to see you. It's great to be back. Rutland Street School. Give up yeah. your old sins. Yeah. Junior. I know you yeah. want to go ahead. There's a Conceptor. toy show to be watched tonight, I know, Joe. There is yeah. Yeah. Now,
11: now, the people of the land are preparing themselves for the long cold winter and thoughts of summer holidays have been put on the back burner. Now, obviously, the backbone isn't switched on as that costs money. <laughs> but thanks to the generosity of the elders and a new act called the Electricity Costs Open Bracket Domestic Electricity Accounts Close Bracket Emergency Measures Act 2022, all the households in the land will receive a nice bit off their electric bills and a nice bit onto their food bills, which means they all <laughs> will be back to where they started from next March. And with Christmas just around the corner, Santy himself is getting some very strange requests for presents this year, Mm -hmm. with the cost of energy and everything. Santy can get anything you want, within reason and as long as it's legal. Now, one little girl wrote her list. For my granny, she wrote, I would like two bales of Bordnemona 25 kilogram Irish peat briquettes, smokeless. My granny has been coming (laughs) around to warehouse on Christmas Day for the last seven years. This year, my dad said he might let her in. <laughs> anyway, for Granddad, please send a one cubic meter crate of killing dried beach hardwood logs. For me ma, can you drop in a winter warm 15-tog duvet and an iron jumper for me da, like what the Clancy brothers wore, but without the banjo.
4: <laughs>
11: now, didn't Leo the leader in waiting address his followers recently? Not so much the Sermon on the Mount as the speech near the Shannon, and didn't he praise Michal, the leader, and said he was a good, good leader true, yeah. and very nice and very all. Decent, yeah. And Michal was scarlet when he heard about it and said, I'll go away with that. you're not so bad yourself. <laughs> anyway, Leo told his people that he would have no time for Mary Deleu and her friends and said that all they were doing were coming up with simple solutions to complex questions. Now, that's an approach, Joe, that if I had taken in my junior cert, I probably would have got an A in maths. <laughs> However. however, And did you, by
1: the way, just, you heard the exclusive story we had on LiveLand yesterday? Joe? That some Monday, some students hacked into their junior cert results last week, a uh, week. Yeah, before. right. Were you one of them? No, what are you suggesting, Joe? I'm suggesting that you might have improved your results. Well, if well you they were grand. But they grand, yeah? yeah. Okay, okay.
11: So anyway, so now on the 17th of December, a strange event will occur, like a biblical wonder. Yes, the transfiguration of Taoiseach. Leo will become the leader in a glorious happening and Michal will be seated at the right hand of Leo to give glory and praise for the next two years. That should be fun. Anyway... (laughs) At least the people don't have to see their leader changing every few months, like the elders across the water. The hinges are worn off that door at number 10, with the coming and going. And it's the poor cat who lives there that I feel sorry for. All he wants is a bit of stability in his life, and his half a pouch of whiskers twice a day. But he decided to leave, and he packed up and headed for the big palace across the city. But sure, when he got there to the palace, he got an awful shock. It was full of corgis and a big King Charles. So so anyway, back to Christmas, and tonight the children of the land will huddle together in their blankies to watch one of Santa's best sales reps, Ryan Toiberdy, as he gathers the children together for a big play date late show. Oh, there'll be tears and tantrums and snotty noses and toys thrown around the place and drinks spilled and sugar rushes. And that's only Ryan Toiberdy, the kids'll be grand. I can't wait to see it, and then see me ma's face when I tell her I'm off to write me list. As me ma says, Christmas is paying for this year's gifts with next year's money. God bless, and don't forget to turn the lights off. Eklund Callas, well done. Here is Danny and Helen
1: Caffey, is it? Yeah, Caffey. Caffey, sorry, Claffy. Married 40 years to each other. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I was talking to Danny earlier, Helen. I, say, I said, uh, "Are you happily married?" Yeah, he says we're about twelve years. Oh, anyway, yeah. retired. The two of you retired in March from the equestrian shop. Yes. What does what's in an equestrian shop? Just all sorts of um, saddlery and. Um, Why are you holding his hand? He's grand. He's grand. I'm very nervous, oh. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> How did you close the equestrian shop?
3: We just retired. Okay, yeah. you're taking a
1: different tack.
3: A- yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly, Joe. Exactly.
11: <laughs>
1: Okay, saddle up. Did you get it. You can either go. You see, I don't. I don't want to pr- presume there's different age groups here. But we've two tickets for the Pesh Mode, or two tickets for Coda Line. One is in Cork, and one is in Mannahy Castle. Which would you? Which Manahai Castle? Yeah. Okay. Well, you're going to the Pesh Mode in Manahai Castle. Thank you. So much. Thank you. Thank you. We are here in uh, the Hotel Bay Hotel. Back after this break. Talk to Joe on
0: 0818 715 815. Doc Savage. I'm just saying, there's a
2: you know, people, little boy talking mm-hmm. to his mammy one in the kitchen. And he oh, said, yeah. mammy, how much does it cost to get married? And she said, I don't know. I'm still paying for it. <laughs> <laughs> and a fellow fella, a fella was telling me his wife's credit card was stolen.
1: Yeah.
2: And he didn't report it missing. Because whoever had the card was spending less than she was. <laughs> 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 a friend of mine got three months in jail. Three months in jail for something he didn't do. Yeah. Didn't wipe his prints out the door. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Where's Eamon Dunphy? Eamon, Eamon's I know here. Eamon is here. Hello. Hello. He's not, he's uh, not on yeah. our Hello, Joe. Uh, Coming
12: uh, okay. in bright and clear. I hope you can hear me. Uh, I uh, can, uh, Eamon, yeah. Sitting on your commode in yeah. the middle of the room. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> the World Cup, aimed kicked off. A uh, background no. of controversy, as we say now, after controversy. What is the biggest single issue, in your opinion?
12: Well, Joe, the biggest single issue, in my opinion, is the glaring lack of punditry. (laughs) To get straight to the point, this is the first World Cup that I will not be a panelist in for over 40 years without Ah. you. And so far, the commentary and the punditry is ill-informed and lacking in knowledge, predictable, (laughs) and quite frankly, disgraceful. And you are pathetic, Joe. (laughs) And who do you think you are? The priest from (laughs) Les Yes, well, he was right, so he was. And, um, uh, you know, when I think of uh, Liam Brady, well, you see, uh, Joe, I am infallible. Liam Brady is inflatable because he's full of hot air. (laughs) And... What you mightn't realise, Joe, you because know, you're not very well educated, Dunphy comes from the Latin Dunphy, Dunphy, Dunpho, which means, oh
1: great one, oh infinitely intelligent one. And just, well, well, I often wondered, and especially this week, where did the game of soccer originate, Eamon? Well, uh, the... I have a constipated look at my face because
12: I am constipated. <laughs> but the game of soccer, the beautiful game as I know it, originated 3,000 years ago in heaven. God and 10 apostles had a kick around and the other two apostles recited a mother of perpetual
1: soccer us. <laughs> so soccer uh, is a religion. And what about the, the, the controversy <clears throat> in Qatar? The ban on the sale and consumption of alcohol and obviously the main sponsor is Budweiser. They're upset. Uh,
12: yeah. Well, again, Joe, uh, as one of the great brains with the unique foresight into soccer, I have solved that problem overnight.
13: Yeah.
12: I have manufactured an alcoholic beer with no alcohol. well, well done. And it can be served anywhere in Qatar. Yeah. It's a substitute for Budweiser, and it's known as no <laughs> Players and fans can, for example, go... On the piss at half time, uh. make this World Cup a World Cup to remember, you know, by being tired and emotional. Eamon Dunphy is now the main sponsor of FIFA. Oh,
1: no. uh, and Eamon, just I'll ask you about the shock the Wales look like they're gone and probably do to beaten beaten by no. Iran. Um, the Saudi Arabia beating Argentina. No, no, this, this, Joe, Joe, Joe!
12: Again, you're pathetic. This is a travesty of footballing injustice, because possibly denying one of the greatest soccer players in the World Cup uh, a World Cup medal. I speak of none other than the great Argentinian Lionel Richie. <laughs> the goal scored by the Saudi Arabian player El Sherry should have been disallowed on the grounds that. The goal was scored by a player with an alcoholic name, Sherry, and was under Qatari rules is against the law. That's punditry at its best. That's uh, w- because I am one of the greatest pundits in the world. And Joe, I love myself. And if I had a second pair of <laughs> lips, I'd kiss
1: myself. <laughs> Eamon Dunphy, it's great to hear you back. Great to hear back. What's, okay, well you back. You, okay, you read it out, you read
5: it out. Hi, uh, my name is Idel. I just want to say hello to my mum, Mary Bannon, who is in St Vincent's Care Centre oh. at Lone. She'll be ninety seven oh, on January the second and she's a great lady, rare date children. Can you all say hello to all the hard working staff in St Vincent's Care Centre who are wonderful and Roscommon University Hospital? Well dunno
1: what's your own name again?
5: Idel. I'm Idel.
1: Adele, oh, you're Adele, the daughter. Okay, well, do you want it? Would you like a luxury spa treatment in the Sheraton Hotel in Athlone? That's that'd be nice, how wouldn't it, Adele? I love
5: spas. For two, <laughs> and I'm
1: the other person. Oh, no, the luxury spa oh, treatment. Oh, that's a, no, <laughs> <we go now? laughs> yeah, I just have to send you to Specsavers. I was in the, was oh, a beautiful new Specsavers in Dawson Street in Dublin. Have you seen it? I was in there the other day, deck, You know who I bumped into? Everybody. <laughs> luxury Spa Treatment at Sarana Spa, at the Sheridan at, at Lawn. Where's Matty? Matty. Hale, Matty uh, McGrath. Yeah, Matty. Yeah. Matty. Yeah. How are you, Matty? So it's the worst things are getting, Joe. <laughs> what,
13: what worst things are getting? Let oh, us crack around here now and stuff, is people robbing coal. coal Robber. go, go, gold robbers. Gold. Jesus, Joe, I would know. Uh, is it knobs or, or bears or gold? I don't know what to be having, but anyway, I would know a knob of gold if it jumped up and beat the head yeah. off me, Joe. Coal, Joe. Coal. Coal robbers. Any fellow now lucky enough to have a 10 or 12 knobs of coal around, around so typically he's up all night with a shotgun guarding it. garden yeah, his knobs outside in the backyard. Things are bad, aren't they? Things are bad, Joe. Things are bad. I tell you, fellas making strainers of each other now with double barrel shotguns if they're after us. Hospital is bursting at the seams. Is it? With fellas holes in them from fellas being shot robbing one or two knobs of coal and they're bang, bang, gone. And what's the government doing about it? <laughs> Sorry, I didn't hear that. Well, prices, prices always has gone out of all arms. Oh, there's not, fellas, I, I must, I them, <laughs> fellas, I tell you, fellas now has going around here, going in with wheelbarrows of money, wheelbarrows of it. Inside to little and Aldi with wheelbarrows of money.
8: And
13: I met Fancy Ryan there, the big foxy head and me there, it. going into Super Value and Nina there last week, and he got a wheelbarrow full of £20 notes. <laughs> and he told me that he had to leave two, two, two cans of Dutch gold and three... Pepperoni pieces behind him he couldn't afford, them. but he had a wheelbarrow, 20 pound oh, notes. Ah, on, Jesus, Matty, George, he's got I to have what the government do about it.
1: Ah, <laughs> oh, Matty, you're, 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 you're exaggerating. I never saw such yeah.
13: desperation. I never saw, Joe, in my life, serious? such desperation. Everybody, I don't know where else going to injure. Amen, Ryan, in the name of God, what planet is he on? He's telling people to get out of their cares. Get out of their cares. <laughs> I didn't see a caring sort of for the last six months with the price of diesel. <laughs> You know there! And get on their bikes you see sure. Everyone's after selling their bikes. The bike. What's wrong? What's wrong with that? What's, your, I tell what's you, wrong Joe, with that? I, there's nothing wrong with it, Joe, but anyone who had a bike is after selling it to get a few a few bits and pieces for the baby to stop them from falling over, Joe. And <laughs> um, what's the government doing about it? Joe, <laughs> you know, people can't take it anymore. There's families yeah. there's families now around me, Joe, neighbours of mine even families of nine and ten and they're living in their hot press. <laughs> I'm telling you, John. does any small farmer know with two or three cows? He's bringing them into the kitchen for a bit of heat overnight. And what's the government doing about it? (laughs) I'm doing uh, less than that. (laughs) Well, anyway, Joe, you probably heard there, probably but, I know yeah. did you hear there the latest, that they're after opening up the workhouse in Barrister Cain.
1: Ah, no, no, They're after on, no, opening ah, up
13: no, the workhouse nah. in Barrister Cain, Joe, and there's fellas breaking down the gates and climbing over the walls to get into it. That's, <laughs>
1: that's scare, Mumbrim. That's typical of what you're do doing at all. No, I'm telling you, I tell you stand the suit, Joe, I'm telling the, the end latest. of the world as we yeah, know look, it. Yeah, look,
13: Joe, the latest crack nose, down no, Norway. And I promised three lads there that i give my a hand. We're digging a mass grave, Joe, so I'd only cross <laughs> <laughs> And what's the government doing about it?
1: <laughs> 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 Martin McGrann, where's Doc? Doc.
2: There was a, a fellow in the hospital one day. A fellow in the hospital, he noticed the fellow in the bed next to him. Lying in the bed, covered in plaster. Like that. Everybody say, "Oh, Wasn't that bad. You're lying there, are you? And the fellow said to him, he said, uh, what happened to you? He said, I'm asking that work. And he said, what did you work at? He said, I'm a retired window cleaner. <laughs> and when did you retire? Halfway down. fellow <laughs> <laughs> goes to the doctor one day, he says, Doctor, remember them tablets you gave me, to give me strength? Says, said, yeah. He I, I can't get the top out of the bottle. <laughs> when I went to the doctor, he said, i give you three days to live. He said, I can't get it. He said, I can't pay the bill. He said, give me another three days. <laughs> I see you can't I mean just saying, people always telling me jokes saying, you know when you're going home drinking, you have to watch yourself drinking at night. You can't yeah. be driving and drinking. It's not right, you know what I mean? But there's a fella going home one night and the guard stopped me, he said, Were well, you drinking? He said, I had five points of guinness, six points of lager, three gin of highs, four brandies, and five large bottles. And the guard said, Will you blow into the bag? He said, Do you not believe me? <laughs>
1: Doc, like, I never told you, my, my dad was a roofer before he died. A roofer, yeah. yeah. He's yeah. looking down on me now.
2: Looking down on you now, yeah.
1: Anyway, <laughs> where it's, where's where's Hang where, 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 where are you... Dramatic is. pause. Where are you going? Excuse me, where, what have you got under your arm?
9: That's a very personal question, Joe. <laughs> what have you got under yours? No, I mean,
1: what, what are you carrying?
9: Oh, oh, that. It's the panto horse's head. Ah.
1: ah and why are you carrying a panto horse's head under your arm?
9: Because I thought this is where the auditions were on for the panto. Ah, arm.
1: no. And you want to audition to be a panto horse?
9: No, I want to be a panto giraffe. Don't be so stupid, Joe. Of course, I want to.
1: be. Well, you can't. This this is show isn't. This show is not a pantomime.
9: You can say that, all right. <laughs> 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 now listen, listen, Joe. I've, I've come all the way, and I, yeah. just, I just want to do me bit.
1: Okay, Jacinta. Yeah, go on.
9: Oh, thanks, Joe. You're my favourite host on Funny Friday.
1: I'm the only host, on funny. Friday. Yeah, I know. <laughs>
9: Me ma said I should audition for this year's Christmas panto. <laughs> there was only one condition, bring me little brother Anto. I said, ma, you must be joking. They want fresh-faced kids with dimples, not snotty noses, scuffy necks and faces full of pimples. She said that I should remember that I was no oil painting. <laughs> so she gave me crips and sandwiches to stop our Anto fainting. And so I had to take him. There was nothing I could do. But when we reached the theatre, you should have seen the queue. I went up the lane and down the street and halfway round the block. There was kids from Ballyferme, Ballymorning, Ballybuck. There were kids, children from Mount Marion, <laughs> Stirlorging and Fox Rock. And mummies' dears and Volvos chauffeured in from Castle Knock. Then what I saw near had me crying, sent shockwaves through me kidneys. At the top of the lion stood Jacinta O'Brien oh, and our wimpy brother Sidney. Of course Jacinta saw me and in a voice for all to hear said, Oh goodness gracious, is it you? What are you doing here? I've come for the audition, I said, through gritted teeth. And thought, now, if this wagon starts, she'd be picking out a wreath. (laughs) Well, good for you, Jacinta said. As mummy says, bless her heart. Even those with little skill should be encouraged to take part. And those of us with talent should guide them in their task. So if there's anything you wish to know, don't hesitate to ask. (laughs) At that they opened up the door. I was pushing to the gutter which was lucky for Jacinta, because I was just about to her. <laughs> a friendly stagehand helped us in. He said his name was Marvin. He, sa- he asked to if he was okay. He says, yeah, but I'm bleeding, starving. Everyone was nervous. One was crying for his mother. The only ones not bothered was Jacinta and her, her brother. brother. Yeah. Jacinta stood there gleaming with Shirley Temple locks. <gasps> Peyton leather top shoes Mm. and snow white ankle socks. Mm. In a party frock that would make you sick. All flounces, frills and bows. I said that we should call her Vic because she gets right up your nose. (laughs) Then she goes up to the producer and starts acting very pally. Did you know she, she that the brother and me are very good at the ballet? Then Sydney took his coat off and I lost all me composure in them purple tights you should by right have been done for indecent exposure. <laughs> the other kids had gathered round, and a voice came from the bunch. Anto stood there pointing, hey, look where he keeps his lunch. <laughs> and going up to Sydney, trying to cajole, said, Sid, if you don't want it, can I have that sausage roll? <laughs> then we were told to relax, everyone would get a chance. We had to sing a song, recite a poem, and do a dance. <laughs> I sang Ba Ba Black Sheep and I recited Little Jack Horner. <laughs> Jacintha quoted Shakespeare and sang Nessun Bleedin' Dharma. <laughs> Things weren't any better when it came to do the dancing. Jacintha said me time step was like a cart-horse prancing. Uh. And she said that me workout gear was like something that a tramp made. Uh. Then she went lipping about in her party frock like a demented lampshade. Then they started calling out the names and I listened hard for mine. Uh. Of course, the first one on the list was Jacinta Concepta, Concepta O'Brien. O'Brien. The producer called me over. A lovely girl named Joni, she says, you've made us laugh. You can be one half. <laughs> I'm Nettie. <sighs> I'm getting upset now. Nnedi, the panto pony. <laughs> so, so here I am, a panto horse. <laughs> and really, I don't mind. At least I'm in the front half. Guess who they put behind? <laughs> <laughs> Jacintha could play all the parts, from tragedy to farce. What a brilliant piece of casting, because she's the perfect horses. Oh, I better go now. I have to go to Tyler. <laughs> See us. Go Tyler.
1: That was a wonderful June Rogers. I'm sitting beside Mary from Glasson, uh, just up the road. Uh, you lived in New York for 35 years. Come over to me, Mary. I'm confined, confined to a chair. Yeah, Frank did.
5: I'm not that old.
1: Frank um, did? Oh, yeah, yeah you are yeah, not. You're yeah. you don't even look 35.
5: Thank you very much. Yeah,
1: I'm going to Specsavers yeah, anyway. Yeah. Well, Frank, he's from
5: Clare.
1: Uh, he's from Care. Clare? No, not Care. Clare. <laughs> and what were you doing living in New York for 35 years, Frank?
6: How long,
1: uh, How long were you in New York for? 25, sorry.
8: 35 years. As well.
1: And have you got the accent? No,
8: Jesus, no.
1: Clare, you still have your Clare accent. Okay, well you're going... Do, do you know Hans Zimmer? Was he a soccer player? <laughs> <laughs> Was he a soccer player? No, I think he invented a frame. Hans Zimmer, is that the three? Yeah, have, you, have you friends, younger friends? No, you're very young, you're very young. Everybody's uh, younger. Mary's very young. Hans Zimmer <laughs> is, in, is in the three ring. Re- the, the tickets are like gold dust. Yeah. They're like gold dust.
5: So sure, did you know if you lived in Clare, you couldn't be buried there?
1: You can't be buried there? I thought people were dying to be buried in the cemeteries down there. (laughs) 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 Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry, I'm Mary. You know, Frank lived in New York and uh, 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 we're going to take a quick
0: break. A break. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815.
1: Beautiful, the beautiful Hudson Bay Hotel here in Athlone. I never thought I'd see the word age-friendly. An ambassador, in the same sentence, introducing Seamus O'Rourke. He is a new, age-friendly ambassador for his home county of Leitrim, and this is his acceptance speech.
10: To the elderly, downtrodden people of Ireland, to the best befores and the happy ever afters, the last of the leftovers, we are gathered here today to give thanks to round up what's left of our thoughts and our bodies as we head off on the slow, slow, express train to somewhere that is not too far down the track. I am the ambassador of age, the custodian of confusion, the inhaler fairy. If you are 55 or over, or if you think you are still 17, yet grunt at the slightest movement from anywhere below your chin, Or if you are currently in dispute with the mirror, mirror on the wall, please follow the exit signs as we meet in the foyer of the Downhill Hotel. This is where it's at. Smell the heat. Welcome to the last resort. Welcome to you, the cohort that spills out onto the streets after bingo and 11 o'clock mass, causing social disorder and mayhem. High on silver mints and fishermen's friends. Don't look back. You can look forward to free travel, free biscuits, free wheeling off to free knee surgery if you are free in 2026. Take your time, because time is in rather short supply. Our motto, motto, live a little, because a little is all you've got. If you drive, drive slow, not for any safety reasons, just to annoy the shite out of any other road users. Never reverse, never pull in, but wave at everyone. For those suffering from pure unadulterated little old person syndrome and can't see out over the steering, don't panic. Most modern cars have built-in sensors. Use them. If you hear a beeping sound, turn the steering wheel slightly in any direction. If the beeping sound increases, turn the other way. And remember that although old people cause most road accidents, they are seldom in them. Wear clean underwear, (laughs) take your tablets, if you have avoided drug addiction in the past ask yourself why. Maybe some stronger narcotics with a spoon of jam might work better than the Rennies or the grape water. Remember that feeling when you first got the taste of Evostick. Put some pizzazz back in your life. But if you end up in handcuffs, it might be that you've been arrested or maybe it's just your weekly class of bondage for beginners. (laughs) Try new relationships. With your life expectancy, you can be guaranteed your partner will never get bored. Go on holiday, but don't go far. Wear clean underwear. (laughs) Embrace the future. Try not to blink. Have one last hurrah, go on the tear. Hold up a post office, not by gunpoint, by endlessly searching through your handbag or through your pockets, removing all your slightly used tissues and half-eaten scones and sticky sweets. Empty the contents of your life out onto the counter. Take your time, but remember time is not your friend. And maybe it's not the end, or maybe it is. Why not organise your own funeral and then not show up? Pick your plot. Lose the plot profusely. Thank your way out of every embarrassing ordeal. Make this Christmas one to remember. Not for you. Soon you won't remember anything. But give crap presents this year because that's what you're going to get in return. And always remember, live a little. Because a little is all you've got.
2: <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Doc. I guess uh, you'll like this, Joe. There was a, there was a fellow who went for a job as a bus driver for Dublin Bus. And he went for the interview, and he was a half an hour late for the interview. So they gave him the job straight away. <laughs> There's two snakes in the pit, a baby snake and a mammy snake. And the baby snake says, mammy, the snakes next door won't let me hiss in their pit. And the mammy said, don't mind them, son. I remember them when they hadn't got a pit to hiss in. <laughs> Joe, a friend of mine, he told me he's addicted to twi- Twitter. Oh,
1: of course. Yeah,
2: and I said, I don't follow you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Where's Catherine and yeah. Colin Feary celebrating 50 years, their wedding anniversary? There were Frank and Brenda celebrating their retirement, their best friends. There's uh, two two tickets for dinner, and you may fight among yourselves over that now. Two tickets, you might be friends at the end of three o'clock. Two dinner, uh, two dinner on the show in Taylor's Tree Rock on December 27th and 34th to see June Rogers. Back back
0: after this break. Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815.
1: By the way, that was are rook before the break. You can see him tomorrow night in Kells and Headford Golf Club. Okay, now, uh, where is Where is Daniel? Daniel, welcome. You've you've uh, a bit Hello, of con- a Joe. bit of controversy recently about Philomena Begley. That's right the Queen what'd you say she was a disgrace?
14: Absolute disgrace, Joe. I am absolutely livid. Why? Oh, Philomena Bagley was videoed in bed with that... Fella, originally from Liverpool, what do you call him? Naked Carter. Nathan, Nathan. It's disgusting, Joe. He was topless and she was wearing the red skimpy negligee. I saw it, I saw it. Yeah, you could see her string vest inside it. <laughs> and, you know, the way he was looking at her, they were getting ready, Joe, for a bit of hanky-panky or maybe a, a bit of tomahawk waski. Has that old Carter fella ever heard of the 11th Commandment? There's only, hang on, there's only 10 Commandments. No, that you'd want to brush up on your religion, Joe. There are 11 commandments. The 11th commandment is, Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife. <laughs> and there there were, the two of them in the video, not even wearing a mask for protection, and them texting away to one another, completely oblivious to textually transmitted diseases. They were engaging, Joe in unprotected texts. It's no wonder that priest who was speaking about how is your father, it's no wonder he was saying what he was saying. And what did he say about me? He said you were pathetic and that's what you are, (laughs) pathetic. People are texting and
1: saying it was was an innocent bit of fun
14: with Philomena and Nathan. Joe, Joe, it wasn't, but Philomena has far more experience than naked Carter. I don't, you know, I don't know what age she is, but she's well entitled to the free travel, Joe. You should never ask a woman her age, but it's no harm to ask her her date
1: of birth. (laughs) <laughs> I'm sure that, that's. I can think about that one. I'm sure Philippine she, she enjoyed the experience. Did she make any comment to, to you about oh, her, her time and Nate? I'll tell daddy. you what
14: she said about naked character yeah. I'll tell you what she said about the Nate in question. She said he was all
1: thunder and no late. And in other words, he was a bit of a disappointment. And <laughs> um, will not be. Thank you, Frank, for it Will not be a bit of a disappointment. This is a tie show tonight. And what have we got here? A real doll.
9: Thanks very much. <laughs> You're not so bad yourself, Joe. <laughs> I've
1: never seen a Barbie like you before. Are you a, a sporty Barbie? No. Princess Barbie? No. Well, which Barbie are you?
9: I'm called Something Went Wrong in the Mold Barbie.
1: <laughs> Can I be your Ken? But you're Joe. But I could be Ken.
9: You must be Joe Ken. Ha <laughs> ha, you get it?
0: <laughs> Hiya, Barbie. The singers
1: out Who from the Hudson Bay I'm Hotel tonight. Want to go for a ride? A tie show.
9: The only Ken I'm interested in is Heineken. I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie world. I'm not sporty. I'm over 40. Please don't brush me hair. If you do, I'll go spare. Cause it's nylon. Looks just like a pylon. I'm a Barbie girl who hasn't sold so well. A plastic See?
0: stays open until 3.15pm or email joe at rte.ie